When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of TFL Talking Trucks is dedicated to luxury trucks. That's right. And depending on how you look at it, Andre and I are either going to do a form of luxury truck bingo or luxury truck Russian roulette. It depends on how your investments go with these vehicles. Ooh, ouch. But the real point of this is that pickups are very expensive. Ridiculously. I was going to say getting expensive. Oh, <laughs> they're already there. <laughs> But uh, this, is, this episode is kind of uh, pushed along by the introduction of the all-new 2022 Toyota Tundra Capstone. Right. And this the Capstone, I'm sorry, the Capstone is their absolute top of the line. I guess you could say it's the Lexus of Toyota Giant pickups. That's kind of what I would like to say, but we haven't actually seen one in person. Not yet. But we have all the information. Mm-hmm. So here I was, I, I, on this episode, I, I thought to myself, well, the Capstone is here, mm-hmm. uh, but what does it compete against? Right. So I wanted to, uh, on this episode, to focus on the traditional luxury pickups that we've had on the market. Right. So I'm not, we're not going to be talking about like the Rivian or the Cadillac SUVs, or, none or of that. a TRX or a Raptor. Or Mercedes, right. none of that. None of those. We, we want to focus on the traditional Ford, GM. Ram and Nissan and Toyota, mm-hmm. uh, traditional luxury, you know, leather-laden pickups. That is correct. So what we're going to do is give you the details about these trucks, everything from speaker count to the names of their interior upgrades, yeah. leather names, stuff like that. And you might be surprised how different they are. So before we do that, we wanted to do a quick shout out to our Patreon crowd. Yes, uh, you guys continue to support us every single day and week. Mm-hmm. So we really thank you. Patreon.com slash TFLcar is our only Patreon uh, donation support page. And very recently, in fact, within the last day, Lars Rosengreen has donated and supported us. Um, and this is also a forum where you can uh, ask us questions and, com- and send us comments directly. Mm-hmm. We'll, we see them. I get notifications immediately. Right. Uh, and collectively, we'll answer you. That is correct. So you get a direct answer from us. When you support us. Exactly. And Harley supported us four days ago. Waldo1972 supported us in a huge way. And Waldo and I actually had a conversation. Mm. Uh, he had some questions about some trucks. So well, With a name we, like Waldo, you can't go wrong. Well, so, we, yeah. we discussed it. Yes. So it mm-hmm. was great. So anyway, so thank you, for you to you guys for supporting us. Uh, and so on this episode, I want to have some fun with, like you said, with luxury trucks because let's face it most of us will not be able to afford these until they're used probably (laughs) right but we can have some fun and see what's out there right right now a lot of you guys out there might look at these ridiculous prices that we're going to tell you in just a moment and say hmm that is just beyond why would people even consider buying it there are actually a couple reasons why people do buy luxury pickup trucks and it's not just the fact they have money to burn there are tax reasons. There are reasons in terms of various work sites and whatnot to own a vehicle that has leather or perhaps, you know, at the high end, being able to take clients around in something that's luxurious yet is not a sedan. So there are some reasons out there perhaps to buy these. I do think that they are ridiculously priced. And the other reason why they're so expensive, people are willing to pay the money for that. Exactly. And I think you hit it right on the head. A lot of business owners Mm -hmm. uh, buy these trucks because, not just because, you know, they have the money, Mm -hmm. but because they want to be comfortable, right? Right. If you spend, especially if you are like, I don't know, going to multiple sites, uh, managing different buildings or whatever, you want to be comfortable as you do it. So because it's your daily work. 
So anyway, we I want to compare the Capstone Tundra to the F-150 Limited, that's the, that's the top of the line Ford. And we're talking about half-ton trucks, full-size. We're not yeah, we're, going heavy-duty. No, we're not. Um, that's a whole nother story for another time. Indeed it is. Um, uh, GMC Denali Ultimate is mm-hmm. the newest trim of the Denali coming for this year. Right. So that's there. Ram Limited is also a Ram's top-of-the-line truck. Although it's important to mention that, that is, it's a special anniversary edition on the Ram. Yeah, they're celebrating 10 years. Right. Uh, and also Titan Platinum Reserve mm-hmm. is their kind of cream of the crop luxury truck there. Right. And just so you guys know, we're combining the regular Titan and the Titan XD. And the reason why is because it's not really a heavy-duty truck in that class. So we consider it like a heavy-duty version of a 1500 truck, so to speak. So that's kind of why it's combined here. And you'll see what we're talking about in just a moment. Okay, so let's start uh, with the price, mm-hmm. right? We talked about very, very expensive pickups. And then uh, go down the list, you know, powertrain, stereo systems, interiors, technology, and on and on and on, and see what you get for each price. Right. And as we go, how about we kind of find a winner, if we can, Okay. for each of them. And see if we can come up with a bingo. Yeah. So for those of you who are able to watch this, Andre very carefully laid out a grid pattern for everything that's there, so it's we can a, do a, a bingo. It's not bingo. And then, of course, in the back of it, he added some extra details that I'm never going to read. Um, <laughs> the point here is that um, we are going to check these off progressively and see yep. if we can come up with some sort of a, a four across or something. Who knows? So, so <laughs> connect four. <laughs> connect five. So Toyota has not announced pricing for the Capstone. No, they have not. Uh, but this is above of their 1794 edition truck. And how much is the 1794? So the 1794 starts at around 62000 mm-hmm. ish Then for the four-wheel drive, of course, and some options, you can get it into sort of the upper $60,000 ranges, about right. sixty-seven or so, uh, plus some accessories potentially. Um, so that's kind of the... Uh, Neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? We're in the upper 60s. The capstone may be higher, probably will be. I, I would assume it's going to yes. be higher and by a fair amount. So let's say, let's kind of zero on 70 grand, okay? Maybe. Mm, I think it's going to be higher. Okay. But let's see what it competes against. Okay. And maybe this will help us uh, determine what, what's, what's what. That's exactly it. Okay. So let's start with the Ford F-150 because that's, you know, the best seller technically name-wise mm-hmm. on pickups. Uh, the limited starts at 74800 Yes, you heard that correctly. <laughs> yes. This is with destination, $74,800 for this limited truck. This is the latest 2021. Mm-hmm. Side note, can I do a quick side note? Of course you can. Um, I've, we've done all the research, mm-hmm. right? Usually, this is 2022. This is January, right? Right. Usually, by this time, every manufacturer has 2022 model year trucks or cars right. or anything. But... I think because of the pandemic, because of different things. Shortages and whatnot. Um, Ford's website is still on 2021 F-150. I did notice that. Did you it, notice on that? On the F-150, yes, but not on the... Uh, the. Well, the Lightning is separate. Yeah, also the uh, F-250 is separate. Yeah, F-250 has moved on to 2022. Yeah. So it's but the interesting. F-150 has not. I didn't expect that, to be honest um, with you. Also, um, so GM has moved on to 2022 model mm-hmm. year. Uh, Ram has. Toyota has, obviously. But Titan is also in 2021. That's not that much of a surprise, to be honest with you. With Ford, I think the reason, I mean, this is like a guess, but it's logical, is that they still have inventory that they have to move and still have orders that they have to fill. Well, because they had some unbuilt or unfinished trucks, That's right? exactly yeah. it. So I think that they're still doing that. As such, they're still leaving. I mean, they still have these platforms that are sitting out there that have to be filled. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why they're still staying, you know, 2021, maybe for the next month. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM also has fields of trucks parked. You yes. Know, we've seen that. Yeah. So anyway, so let's move on. That was a side note. Okay, so the, the Ford F-150 Limited has a starting price of $74,800. However, you added something here. Yes, so you can add options. Mm-hmm. So that that's two-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. If you want four-wheel drive, you have to pay a little bit more. If you have the hybrid, if you want the hybrid, you have to pay a little bit more. Uh, because the F-150 will, it comes as a hybrid option as well. So finally, if you add all the options without accessories, I'm not talking about tunnel covers. No, no, no. This is bad just, dividers. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. uh, 81960 Damn! 
81, almost 82. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think we could say 82 pretty 80, comfortably. 80, 80, By the way, this is without it. This is before this destination and all that. So. Well, no, no. That's with destination. Oh, that is with destination. But before registration taxes. Oh, okay. Of course, well, we're not going to count that because no, it depends on where yeah. you Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, all these numbers are with destination. Okay, they are with destination. Yeah. Wow, what a discount. Okay, far out. So yeah. you can go up to $81,960 for Ford F-150 Limited. Yes. Uh, the GMC Denali Ultimate, it's, the Ultimate is their newest uh, kind of trim, mm -hmm. and they're making it separate. It's coming in March or April of this year. Right. Um, it will start, the start, at $80,395. <sighs> Saints preserve us. Okay, so at that price, you the options are, what you have listed here is the V8. I'm guessing it's the 6.2. Yeah. At 420 because horsepower. Because the diesel may or may not cost extra. Right. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. Okay. So there's the diesel, which is that straight six diesel that we that's lauded, um, that one may be available as well. And we do not know if there's an upcharge for that or, or not. Um, this price is based, from what we know, on the 6.2 liter V8, if I can speak English, uh, which puts out 420 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. Um, but that price is very, very close to the F-150 Limited. Now, the quick question here is that Denali that you're talking about, the base price, is that two-wheel drive? It could be. Uh, so what they're that. doing now is they, the reservations are open, uh, right? You can reserve it and then uh, order it at the dealership and uh, then get your truck. So we'll have to come back to the Denali Ultimate in a couple months. We'll probably get our hands on one at some point yeah, in time, I imagine. totally. Um, yeah. We probably will get to drive it soon. Uh, Ram Limited, Limited once again in the Ram speak is their top of the line. Right. Uh, starts at reasonably, I mean, surprising, 61505 Right. But that's a two-wheel drive truck <laughs> with mm -hmm. a shorter bed option. Okay. Um, we'll get to the features later, but this is unique for RAM. On on RAM, for the limited trim, you can also get a longer six-foot, uh, six four-inch bed. Okay. Which is cool. That's where that kind of the working businessman comes in, right? Because you may need to carry some extra stuff with you. So having that extra bed is But is you're also plus. comfortable and luxurious. But that also adds more to the price. Totally. Total price with every option. Mm -hmm. And Ram has many. <laughs> I know that. Uh, 81,755. Are you guys seeing a reoccurring theme here? We're, <laughs> we're in the 80s. We're in the 80s. With these trucks, and and this this is um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it gives me indigestion so, just thinking so about Toyota it. So Toyota has room to grow. <laughs> they do indeed. <laughs> well, and that's why I think they're going to be over seventy when they start with the uh, capstone. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, okay. So the Titan Platinum Reserve, and I zeroed in on the XD for mm -hmm. the pricing because it's a little bit more expensive. Right. It's bigger physically. It's a little bit more capable because it has a stout frame, you know, stout hubs, and it's, it's just a slightly longer wheelbase too. Yeah, longer wheelbase, longer bed. Mm -hmm. So it's a proper. You may say tweener truck, but it really has similar capability to all their uh, other half tons. Right. It's in the half ton zone in my mind, and it just has – it's burly. So it's it's that's what's one benefit. In fact, I think that's how they always should have marketed it. Anyway, totally. so let's talk about the price. $62,710 starting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then – that's, by the way, a four-wheel drive. And then with options, you know, you can get a fancy collar. You can get, you know, obviously other features, panoramic sunroof, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, Seventy-two thousand thirty-five. So, consider it, that's nine grand less than the than the rest. Yeah. However, one of the things you're going to hear about during this broadcast is the fact that they are very different in terms of what they have for features. Okay. And that, I think, is going to be one of the reasons why these prices are so different. Uh, and frankly, even though Nissan seems less expensive right uh, at first blush, I think they should discount their prices significantly. That's my own well, opinion. Well, they're also at the bottom of the sales chart. Yes, they so are. They oh, by a far margin. Yes. Oh, my God. So who do we give the winning uh, tick mark here? Do, well, we, do we give it to the most expensive truck or the least expensive truck? Well, let's do the most expensive truck because then we can kind of compare it against all the features it has and see whether or not it's okay. worth it. So, so Ford, Ford is currently is, um, at least with options, the most expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the check mark there. So let's talk about what power you get, right? Because luxury is about power. Right. Correct? I mean, it's in my mind because you want to have, have a quick truck, fast truck. So the Toyota Tundra Capstone, the, this new truck, 
will only be available, at least initially in the first year, with a hybrid powertrain. Okay. Um, this is their three and a half liter twin turbo V6 with an electric motor, with a 10 speed and a battery. Very similar to the setup that's used in Ford. By yeah, the way. exactly. Yeah. Kind of similar type of layout. Mm -hmm. They did their own things, of course. Of course they you know, did, yeah. Their own engine management, their own cooling, etc. But their power output is 437 horsepower and 583 pound-feet of torque. Um, and uh, it, if you compare it to the Ford, which is next, uh, Ford has two engine options, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, Straight-up EcoBoost, right. which is a twin-turbo V6, 400 horse, 500 torque. Or their hybrid at 430 horsepower and 570 pound-feet of torque. Both of which fall under the Toyotas by a little bit. Now... Keep in mind that this engine, although we have tested it briefly, we haven't had a chance to get our hands on. We don't know what its economy capability is. We yeah, actually the, don't the, have anything on yeah, it. Yeah, the Toyota's engine we have limited experience with. Right, but we have um, a lot of experience with the Ford hybrid powertrain. Exactly. I, I own one. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm about to do my one-year anniversary uh, video long-term review. Are you going to dent it again? Just, uh, just to add I, I might the, as well. the opposite side? So I you might as well. Actually, matching sides. Um, you don't know this yet, but mm. um, Tommy and I took my truck to the uh, Tumbleweed Ranch. Yeah, that part I knew. Uh, which is our new property. Yeah. And I put another scratch on it. Oh, no. Andre. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. It's a truck. You're saying that now, but I know that when you're at home, you have a bag in front of your face and you're breathing in and out of it quickly because you're about to hyperventilate. I hope my wife doesn't watch this. She's uh, going to find out. So, okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> so the Toyota Hybrid, uh, I drove in a TRD Pro mm -hmm. version of it, which is kind of their lifted off-road truck. Right. Um, and briefly, about an hour or two. So we don't have a lot of experience. We don't have EPA ratings right. on that power plant, but it's still very, very torquey. Um, GMC and GM in general have another whole philosophy here, right? Right. So they're doing their big V8, which we already talked about, you know, 420, 460. That's the 6.2 liter in terms of uh, horsepower and torque. And they also have a straight-six diesel, which puts out uh, 277 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. That's an extremely efficient powertrain. Um, I would imagine that for those of you who want long range, that's probably the best choice out of everything that's on this list. Um, my guess, at least. But nonetheless, those are the two powertrains. We don't know for sure whether or not the diesel will be more expensive or not. We just don't know. Yeah, and they've recently kind of made it more accessible. Mm -hmm. They um, made it less expensive. Yeah, and less expensive. So, I mean, you're already at 80 grand. You know, <laughs> what the heck? Throw in the diesel in there, right? Seriously. Um, so the diesel is, like we said, we've done a best engines show mm -hmm. recently uh, on this podcast, and it still was in our top three, I think. Yeah, well, it's, right? one, it's my favorite. It's it's your favorite. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, it's still really good power plants, but they haven't been updated recently. I mean, no. which is okay. They're relatively new. They're only a couple of years old. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so there you have it with those power plants. Ram also has, you know, power plants that have existed for a couple of years oh, yeah. at least. They have their Hemi V8, also the Hemi with e-torque. Mm -hmm. uh, but both of those are rated at 395 horsepower and 410 pound-feet of torque. They have the 8-speed automatic versus the 10-speeds in this in the other trucks we just discussed. They also have the EcoDiesel still there. Mm -hmm. um, EcoDiesel is about a $3,000 up option. Yeah. So you have to pay additional for the diesel. Uh, 260 horsepower and 480 pound-feet of torque. So it's a little bit more torquey than the GM's diesel. It is. And uh, we haven't had a chance to drive one this past year, but we've driven them before. Yeah. And so we have some pretty good experience with them. Yeah, so it's, it's decent. Um, mm -hmm. I'm still leaning towards GM. Oh, I, I, I'm yeah. more than leaning towards it. It's, it. it feels more drivable on a daily basis. It just seems a little bit more comfortable in its own skin, so to speak. Okay, let's move on to Nissan because there's only one powertrain. Yeah, and it's very simple. It's mm -hmm. their V8 gas, uh, 400 horsepower and 413 pound-feet of torque. So they're still competitive. I mean, they're kind of beating the Ram power plant as far as numbers. Yeah. Um, it's a great-sounding V8. Uh, on Nissan's side? We, we've had nothing but good experiences, at least with that engine. I mean, it's been not super efficient, but fairly efficient. It's not super powerful, but it's fairly powerful. Very flexible powertrain, very good all around. It's, it's, Nissan's kind of getting that whole all-arounder thing on many of their trucks. This yep. is a really good powertrain. Unfortunately, it's also getting a little old. And, and it's been it, around for well, a couple of well, years. It's not just that. It's just yeah. no tech. Everybody else has an alternative. They don't. 
Yeah, and here, this brings me to this point. We have to pick a winner, but I think it's going to be very, very, very hard. Um, and also, uh, a second point I want to make is that when I speak, when I think about luxury, mm-hmm. like luxury brands like Lexus and Lincoln, right, right and Infinity and many others, right? Uh, I'm thinking about it's a step above of where the their volume brand is, right. right? As far as far as power, sure. None of these. If you look, for example, if you get an F one fifty limited with a hybrid, that output number is the same as in a work truck hybrid. Okay, so you what, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you're saying is that you get lots of special goodies with these vehicles, but you do not get a power increase or a or torque boost, increase. Yeah. Whereas in, in some vehicles, you would if you went to a luxury brand. Um, and I, I see what you're saying. However, the other side of it is these are tried and true powertrains. And perhaps that's one of the things they're thinking is that why monkey with success. Ford used to do that and still does to a lim- limited degree. Um, they well, do they have a high, have out- high output. Right. right. But yes. that's done, well, right? Well, right now, it's only the Raptor has technically right. the high output um EcoBoost. So that should what you're saying is that should be in this limited. I, I would I would guess yes. Yeah, it and, should. And be, currently, it's, it's not. not right. So I, I get your the point you just made that mm. tried and true. You don't have to you know EPA certify a different engine and in a different truck. Mm-hmm. But still, you know we're paying eighty grand here. I, that, I, I'm not disagreeing either yeah. way. It's it's an unusual little conundrum. But then again, you know I mean half the businessmen and women who will go out and buy these vehicles aren't really going to care that much, honestly. Okay, but I care. Okay, I know you do. Okay, so let's move on though to. <laughs> well, uh, can we pick a winner? I mean, I don't know. Be, well, yeah, where? it's got to be the Toyota. The Toyota has more on pow- horsepower on on paper, more horsepower and torque than any of the other vehicles that compete. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best powertrain out there. We have to actually drive it and see how it, how it really you know works. But um, in terms of the ones that we have driven, I would still side with the diesel from General Motors and then perhaps with the hybrid powertrain from Ford. Those would be my choices on vehicles that we have driven. Yeah, totally. Okay. I would agree. Okay. So Tickmark goes to Toyota Capstone here right. with their hybrid powertrain. Um Yes, like you said, we'll have to drag race it, and we'll have to tow with it. Oh, yeah. And we'll have to do many other things. Um, where should we go next? Because we have a lot of choices. And I, I, Let's I wanna, go just down your list as okay. it is uh, to be efficient with. And I want this to be lighthearted. I mean, we're not talking about towing numbers or payloads necessarily. Which, by the way, both of those would go down from your maximum with these vehicles because you're talking in a, about in a big way. Oh yeah. yeah. Because larger wheels and and thin tires do not help for towing numbers or for payload. Uh, heavy interiors with tons of leather and massaging seats and all this other crap, that doesn't help either with your payload. Uh, so keep that in mind if you decide to go out and throw 80 or 90 grand down on a half-ton truck. All right. Let's move on to speakers. Because yes. it's actually an interesting count. So what Andre did is he went through, <laughs> he loves the minutia. He went through and found how many speakers are in these trucks, these yes. really high-end trucks. And they're actually not all the same at well, all. The, I, I think this is quite important, actually, because this is near the top on their marketing sheets, mm-hmm. right? Because, um, and in fact, each one of these manufacturers, we're talking about five different manufacturers here, uh, are using different premium stereo manufacturers to work with. Right. You know, some if you look at suspensions, there's only like two or three. Like there's Bilstein, there's Fox. Fox yeah. Uh, you know, maybe like DSSV. Rancho. Right? Well, it's a little bit lower. Uh, <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's I know only exactly. Three. But I mean, here you have such variety of well, stereo yeah, systems. Yeah, B&O and Mark Levinson and all yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Both. So let's go down the list. So Toyota Capstone. Uh, they have the JBL system with 12 speakers. Just 12? 12. Wow, what are we living in? The 80s? Okay, uh, let's, let's, let's compare it. <laughs> let's compare it. So here, I'm not an audiophile, so to speak. So, but I, I have my favorite. I don't know if you do, I do. among these. Yeah, I do. Um, so B&O Unleashed, this is Ford um, uh, marketing terminology for their system. B&O, Bang & Olufsen Unleashed system. It's 18 speakers. Yeah! And 1,080 watts of power. That might make your eardrums bleed. It's very possible. And you know why else it might make your eardrums bleed? Mm. Because there's speakers in, in the, the headsets. Headrest. Yeah, yeah in the headrests. So you found my favorite. Uh, yeah. it, well, oh, is that your favorite? Oh, my God, yeah. That much power and that many speakers? Well, so the Heavy others, metal sounds really good in a high-end truck. But you know what they say. It's mm. not the... Uh, 
it's not the wattage, but it's the motion of the no. Uh, it's not. Jeez. It's not the size. No, <laughs> you're having uh, a really hard it, time. It's, it's the quality. <laughs> it's the quality. I know. I know. And the quality is really good, though, in the PNO. Um, look, all of these really sound good. All of them do. Okay. And I, I actually do have a second favorite in terms of uh, least expensive. That sounds good. And that's okay. on this list, too. So okay. let's keep going. So let's keep moving to GM. And by the way, we're not talking about Silverado High Country. You might be upset by this, but we're focusing on their premium brand. Right. The Denali the is a sort of a step above that, we think. So that's why we're selected. Uh, yeah, especially you know. their ultimate trim with the latest interior right. and the latest technology. So GMC uh, went to Bose. Uh, their system is called Bose Premium Series with Center Point. Very specific name. Yeah. yeah no, um, 12 speakers. Yeah, only 12. Okay. Uh, Ram is offering the following. <laughs> Harman Kardon Premium Sound, 19 speakers. I, know. I don't know where they put that and extra. 900 watts. And I know. Where do they, where's that other one? I think it might be in the center of the dash. or Yeah, maybe. Uh, so 19. So technically, if you ask uh, our friends at Ram, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll straight up tell you, hey, we have the most speakers. We have the most speakers. Yes. And, and Bam. B- but they're second for output. Uh, so what what do you do? Do you give it to the one with the extra speaker, which could be a tiny little tweeter somewhere, or do you give it to the one that has the more you know more output? It's it's difficult because some people you know that's the whole thing about being on paper. You just don't know. Yeah. Let's uh, go to uh, uh, finish this up with Nissan. Yes, Nissan Titan. went to Fender mm-hmm. and uh, twelve speakers once again. So there's a trend. So Toyota, GM, GM. And Nissan are actually using 12-speaker arrangements, mm-hmm. um, 485 watts. By the way, other systems like the GM and Toyota, I couldn't find a wattage necessarily. I would imagine they're probably in the 500 zone. They're probably yeah. slightly lower. But once again, it's not the power. It's the motion of the ocean. Of course it is. Um, so, so 485 watts, 9-channel, is the Fender system. Okay. Uh, so how do we pick a winner here? Uh, re- real quickly, uh, yes. just, just on a note, uh, Fender also provides for companies like Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. And I find that the Fender system for a fairly discounted setup is a pretty damn good, usually a pretty good sounding system, right? That's just with to my ear. At least, you know, hardcore rock and rollers might dig it. As for the one that is the best... Um, it really is between the Harman Kardon with the 19 speakers, but 900 watts, and the B&O with 18 speakers, but 1,080 watts. Okay. So it's a coin toss between the two. We could just say both of them are winners. But in this world, I don't like that. I don't like giving people ties. I like uh, to say there's a real winner. And so the real winner is the Ram. And I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. How long are we going to argue? So um, <laughs> I interviewed not all representatives from all of these uh, sound manufacturers. Right. Um, I have interviewed Defender, the guys at Fender Audio. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying it's the clarity. It's not really the wattage. Yeah, I it's know. The it's the motion it. of the speaker. Yeah. Um, and it's the clarity of the sound as you increase the volume, and it's the clarity. But we don't have... Uh, Audio studio here? No, we don't. We don't have any unit of measurement other than our own ears. But we all have very different tastes in music. So uh, I would go once I now that I've said that, I would go with Ram. I just said Ram. Okay. So we agree. Yeah. So there's no argument. Well, I was gonna go for Fender. I really wanted Fender. Yeah, the Fender system is really good. Yes. I really like it, but it's and it's it's not it just doesn't quite Well, we have a Nissan Titan in our fleet right now. Yeah, and I've been and blasting I, the music I, in it and yeah, it's and okay. And oh. Well, because I've gone into some of these other ones. Oh, and just okay. Like, okay. Ah, so these other ones are better. So, okay. So Harman Kardon Premium Sound. Yeah, Harman Kardon wins that one. Oh, by the way, uh, you might correct me, and in the comments below, you might say that some of these companies may own other companies. That's entirely possible. We don't know. So I'm, I apologize, but I'm just talking about different brands, right? Right. This is based so, on this is ba- on the marketing set forth by the automaker themselves. So they slap these names all over the place. And if you recall, they used to do that with other brands like Beats. That was all over the place with uh, back in the uh, FCA days. Uh, absolutely. And remember, you and I t- test drove a Ford Explorer in Canada yeah. with the Sony system? Oh, my God, that Sony system that was, was good. That was a really good system. Remember that? And you know, the funny thing is I've had bad luck with Sony systems before, but that one sounded amazing. But Sony is no longer here. Nope, not, not in any not of these. these trucks. 
Although you guys might correct us and say, oh, Sony owns one of these. Great. <laughs> let us know. Seriously, let us know in the comments below yeah. because we are not that tech savvy. I, I mean, Andre is more than I am. Well, I'm not an audiophile, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Judging by so, your music, I would say no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't okay. help it. Okay. I went there. Okay. Let's okay. go on to uh, – you uh, added something here. Well, well, so I've uh, the next the next level is I wanted to talk about seat comfort mm-hmm. in a way. Not we're not talking about leather yet. No, nope, we're not there uh, yet. Uh, I wanted to talk about seat comfort because obviously that's very important. Um, and mo- all of these, by the way, have uh, well premium materials. Mm-hmm. They have he- heating and ventilating and cooling. Yeah. Right. Uh, but not all of them have massage. And massage is one of our favorite things ever. <laughs> We're both married men. We need something to relax us. And I won't go any further into the description, but I will say that both the Ford F-150 Limited and the GMC Denali Ultimate both have massage features. Yeah, and they may not call it that. I mean, GM does. Yeah, uh, Ford doesn't. Ford says multi-contour or active contour. Yeah. Um, or So... So they don't have they're, they, they're not using the name for some reason. So I don't know if it has to do with legal reasons or whatever, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is that the seats uh, can actually adjust and also, you know, multiple sections you can select which sections massage you and how they massage you to a certain degree. And so <laughs> and by the way, the new Stellantis vehicle, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer, mm-hmm. also has massage. Right. And I suspect that that's going to find its way over to to Ram, uh, to, to Ram if not now, this year, maybe maybe very, very soon. Yeah, I think it's going to happen pretty soon. And that's a yeah. hell of a – that thing had a crazy good massage. It was the best massage seat I've ever sat in. Yeah. And, and I'm talking high-end Bentley. And, and the like Ford massage seat, it's not my favorite, especially the cushion, the bottom cushion it's sometimes kinda, scares me. It's kind of angry, isn't it? It's, it just kind of pushes you up. And you're like, whoa. It wants to remove your pelvis. <laughs> it's like, I don't like you very much as I massage you. It's an angry massage. So we, we won't rate these, okay? Okay. No, because there's only two of them, and yeah. it's just not enough to cover everybody else. So, and we don't know about – well, you didn't mention the capstone. Does Do we know? N- if the, n- no massage right y- yet. Okay. Maybe so, later. So that once again, that, yeah, not a reason to rate that. So just, that's a wash for now. That's, that's a wash. Um, okay. So how about uh, infotainment systems? Uh, and I'm talking about screen size. It's all about the size of the screens. <laughs> okay. Yes, now, yeah. it now, now it is. Now it is. Now it is. So something and also, well, also heads up displays, right? And we're but we're going to add that to this, yeah. you know, to the uh, list because um, it, it really is part of it. We find we being Andre and I uh, that a, head up displays HUDs are really really nice to have, uh, especially if they give you the right information. They're great for off roading, but they're also great for just driving around town and not having to glance at these new bright screens that they're throwing all over trucks. So having that HUD is a great idea. And uh, I believe three of these automakers have them. So yes. um, what happened, uh, real quickly, Andres, um, when we were starting to look at this, we realized that uh, one of the automakers, that being uh, GMC, was talking about the real estate of how much screen size total. they have. Total. total. Yeah. Which was 40 inches. But we'll, we'll get to that in yeah. a second. And so we thought, okay, well, why don't we just do that with all of them, rate them all? So we did. Yes, so Toyota, let's start there. Ca- uh-huh. Capstone is the newest. Um, Toyota ha- is, is offering heads-up display. Mm-hmm. By the way, you mentioned the usefulness of heads-up display, and I agree with everything, except I was recently in the Mercedes S-Class. Yeah. Uh, this was a few months ago. And they added more information, like navigation, and it's like almost augmented reality where it kind of, oh, yeah. you know, it gives you like the arrows. Mm-hmm. And I found that a little bit distracting. I mean, it's sometimes helpful, don't get me wrong, but it kind of takes your attention away from the road. It's too much information, bit. is that what you're saying? I, I think so, because it was just kind of, it, it was taking over the windscreen, mm-hmm. if, if I, if I um, uh, say that correctly. So, so it can be good, but it can also go too far, in, in a way. I found, my, I agree, and I like the fact that you can configure some of these, which is great. Because and you can configure Mercedes system too. Yeah, and, and in fact, you can even remove it all together yeah. if you want with all of these. Um, but the one thing that I like, I like being able to see how fast I'm going. Sometimes I want to see what radio station I've switched to and then have it go away or, you know, the satellite station. 
Uh, and also, if it's navigation, I like seeing arrows on the heads-up display. Or like a preview, like right. in two miles, you need to do this. Right. And so something like that would be great. And not everybody does it, but some people do it. Okay. But, but Toyota does. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Toyota. Toyota does. So they have a 12.3. We're talking about diagonal sizes. Right. 12.3-inch gauge cluster. They have a 14-inch infotainment screen mm-hmm. and they have a 10 inch heads up display screen for a total of 36.3 inches that is that is really impressive that's, that's Cons- big. yeah that is that is that's that's huge and part of that has to do with the fact that toyota recently completely redid their infotainment system and they have this massive screen now and it's proven to be pretty good uh we're impressed with the one that we have um and perhaps this one will have even more features on it we don't know yeah Okay, let's move on to the Ford F-150 Limited. Yes, so the Ford F-150, and by the way, this is 2021. Mm -hmm. So maybe part of the reason why they're holding on to that model year, they might have something, you know, in the wings waiting that we don't know about. Exactly. So there may be something for the 2022 model that we're not aware of, including an HUD. Yeah. So currently, they don't offer a heads-up display. Uh, They have a gauge cluster, which is a 12.4, and a 12-inch diagonal screen, 24.4 inches. Remember now, the Lightning, the new F-150 Lightning that's coming later this year, Mm -hmm. has a 15.5 vertical screen. Right. So, but it's not in this model yet. No, it's not in the model lineup yet either, so so we're not going to use it. So, this may change in a few months. I agree. Um, Now, GMC is offering uh, the whole gamut. They have the 12.4. 12.3 gauge cluster. They have a 13.4 infotainment screen and a 15-inch heads-up display. Yeah. Now, I've used that or something similar to it, the ones that GM's. And GM yeah. was one of the early players. They, with they it. were. Yeah, yeah, early, early, early on. And it's good. It, I mean, I don't know about this brand new one. I haven't used that one yet, but their previous one was quite good. And You know, you know what else has a heads-up display? Hmm. Uh, several years ago, we owned a 2001 Aztec, Pontiac Aztec. Yes, we did. And it had a heads-up display. Oh, well, even before that, all the uh, Corvettes in the 80s had head-up displays. And I remember it's like, oh, my God, you're a jet fighter pilot in one <laughs> of these. Awesome. And, and it's awesome. It, it, but it is cool, and it is useful. Obviously, it's useful enough to, to be a gimmick that other people are using. Let's move on to RAM and what they've got. Yes, yeah, so RAM, and this is, so they introduced the TRX, mm-hmm. right? And the TRX has a heads-up display. Right. But I'm not sure if it actually is trickling down into this luxury truck as well. Right, we weren't able to find whether or not it's going to be in that. But as such, you did do the measurement anyway, and combined you came up with 29.1 inches? Yes, exactly. Okay. So if you consider everything, including their 12-inch uh, vertical display and their um, you know digital display inside of their... Uh, system that's 29.1 and finally nissan has a seven inch gauge cluster uh center section right Right, screen uh and nine inch screen infotainment system for 16 inches so technically we can judge by inches we we can indeed yes and uh the winner but it's really interesting actually yes gmc wins this one in terms of if you're looking just at real estate but toyota is a very close second yeah, the, which know, is very interesting. Which is I, very, I didn't I expect think, that. I wouldn't think Toyota would be so, you know, very technology laden, but they are. And I think Toyota is also looking into the future, right? Mm-hmm. I th- they don't update their trucks very often. So <laughs> when they do, they really update them. Right. So I think that's really good. Okay. So GMC takes this one. Uh, there are other things though, that these trucks have. Now, I'm very interested that you didn't mention anything with Toyota, but um, there's secondary... Uh, what we would like to call light uh, autonomous systems that are available with these trucks. But so far, really, only two of them have it. But I have a feeling Toyota won't be far behind. Uh, Ford does have their Blue Cruise. Some of you may not have heard of it. It's actually fairly new. Mm-hmm. And it essentially is a, what is it, level? It's like two and a half Two and a half um, autonomous system, really for on-road assist as you're driving around. Um, not a complete hands-free system. And then GM has their Super Cruise. In fact, they have a Super Cruise with a trailer that recently became available. And that one really is for highway use. And both of those systems really do market themselves as something that enhances your driving and makes it safer and at the same time kind of lets you ease off a bit to ease fatigue as you drive long distance. Yeah, and there's, uh, like you said, there's several levels of judging the autonomous systems, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, all of them have adaptive cruise control. Mm -hmm. This is nothing new. And you, all of them, I believe, have lane keep uh, assist. Yeah, lane keep, uh, either warning and or assist, mm -hmm. uh, where actually the truck tries to steer you and Which keep you in the lane. Which is a form of autonomy in itself. Exactly. Right. So all of them have that. Mm -hmm. So Toyota now has that with the new Tundra, the Ford, of course, GM, Ram. Um, and even Titan uh, has a, a suite of systems like uh, very similar to this. Right. Uh, but uh, the reason why I wanted to call out the Blue Cruise and Super Cruise here is because it's kind of the next step of it, that. I like agree. Said. Right. So, and this is high-definition pre-mapped highways, mm -hmm. which both Ford and GM are utilizing. By the way, Toyota has the system in their Lexus lineup. Right. Overseas, they've uh, been testing yeah, it. Yeah, and they've been, and I've actually experienced it in the Lexus LS sedan when I had a chance to go to their headquarters. Right. So, so it's getting here. It's getting, but it's not quite in the tundra. Which quite is why yet. I mentioned it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, so these systems, the Blue Cruise and the Ford and the Super Cruise and the GM, with trailering, um, the, these are systems where the driver still has to pay attention. Mm -hmm. But the machine, the truck can steer. It can even change lanes in the, in the, in, um, the case of uh, GM with the trailer and have experienced that system at their proving grounds mm -hmm. and it worked quite well. Well, in a kind of a controlled environment. Sure. But now they're mapped across the country. Yeah, they have uh, almost every major highway. I believe every major highway. Yeah, like interstate highways, right. most major highways. And it uses a multiple, it's, it's not just one thing where it's using satellites, it's using a bunch of different types of uh, sensors in order to keep yeah. you safe and keep the vehicle rolling. Um, so I would have to give this one, uh, in my opinion, with to GM because not only do they have the system that works quite well, uh, I've experienced it, but uh, also with trailering, which is a hard task. And I'll add to that. I agree with you. And then on top of that, GM's been pushing it really hard with their marketing. Ford hasn't really done much with Blue Cruise. I mean, you barely well, hear about it by yeah, comparison. Yeah, but... I mean, Ford is technically going to offer it on, like, the Mach-E, which is available. But you're still not hearing about it very much. Yeah, but GM, I mean... It's everywhere. In their, their Bolt, the new Bolt mm -hmm. uh, cars have it. Yes. Uh, their Cadillacs have it. Their GMCs have it. Right. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, I would say GM. Take the, take the Without a doubt. So, let's mark GM. Yep. Okie dokie. Um, so, now we're talking about, it looks like, utility with the... Um, well, I, I, this, next, this next category is kind of unique features that others may not have. Mm -hmm. So I kind of really wanted to point out some of the uh, unique things that others may not have. And um, I want to start, let's start with the Ford. Okay. So with the Ford, um, one of their unique things is the lay down seat. So you can recline the seat all the way back. And almost horizontally. You can almost make so, a bed out of it. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, talking about working and sleeping. Actually, you can. Make, I laid it all the way back, and I was able to pretty much – I, I, I call okay. it flat. I, I don't know if I would spend a night in there. I would. I, <laughs> well, I, I've done worse. Well, my wife kicks me out. Yeah. I've done worse. It's, not, it's pretty damn comfortable, I yeah. should say. So um, lay down seats in the Ford. Mm -hmm. uh, they have another cool feature, in my opinion, payload estimation. Right. Where it can – but you judging the height of your vehicle, it actually – um, can estimate the payload mm -hmm. that you're carrying, and that helps with a lot of, lot of things, including measuring the trailer tongue weight, uh, and in the future also like range estimation, mm -hmm. right? How far can you go with different weights in your vehicle? So that's very clever. Smart hitch is another feature where it kind of helps you along and um, helps you hook up a trailer right. um, in, a, in a big way. Uh, GM has multiple tailgate. Mm -hmm. unfolding tailgate, which still, I think, one of the most versatile things. It's pre it really does uh, up the level of versatility with the tailgate. There's some people who still poo-poo it, but um, we've managed to use them quite a bit. They've been pretty good. Um, yes, they're... and even in foul weather, like snowy conditions, mm -hmm. wet conditions, it still works. Yeah, it's so far so good with those. It's and they have a innovative. kicker system. They have an audio uh, system. Yeah, they do have that uh, embedded inside the uh, lower section of the uh, thing. But, you know, bear in mind that there are other trucks out there that do have speaker systems, but we won't go into that. Yes. Uh, Ram, I already called this out, but their limited truck... You can configure it with a longer bed. Yeah, six feet four inches. Yeah, which is which is I think is a great thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad they're offering that, and also of course they have the barn style tailgate. It's a slightly off skew. It's not perfectly barn, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's not fifty fifty. It's no. like sixty forty almost. Ish, yeah, um, and it works well. I mean, we've used it, and it gives you access to the bed. 
because you kind of swing out and you can it, well, it gives you a step that and you also can, a step yeah. yeah it's it's a different thing i i think the multi-pro uh, multi-pro i should say is a little bit more intuitive to use or a little easier to use in some ways they both work great though because they really do for people who don't have to work hard for a living and throw tons and tons of lumber in there and whatever little tiny things like these tailgates are a huge advantage and nissan has something interesting especially the xd truck it has provisions and capability for fifth wheel towing right and even in the luxury version truck that's so, provided that you get the xd yeah if you get the xd you can get it pre- prepared for fifth wheel components in the bed mm-hmm. uh, so you can carry a gooseneck trailer or a fifth wheel mm-hmm. uh, it is a longer bed six and a half foot bed um, so I, I think that's a very unique feature very interesting I do um, I'm trying to think of which one of these now wait a minute we well, haven't so, talked about Toyota yet yeah yeah not not much so they recently um, announced everything about their well other than fuel efficiency I guess uh, but on Toyota's uh, side of the um, I think their coolest feature is the roll-down window in the back. That is cool. I mean, uh, they've had that say? from the first generation yeah. uh, Tundra. And still nobody else does that. Nobody else does that. I love it. Um, usually you have to pony up extra cash to get one. Obviously you will have to with, just to get this. And the cool thing about that, uh, I, and I've done this before, is that you can roll down that window. And in case you have a super, super long item that may need an additional four feet of space, you could, in theory, roll down the window, shove that piece into your interior, having uh, from the dash to the back of your tailgate, and essentially tie it down, and you're okay. Not that I'd recommend that. The other part that is also really cool is that you can roll down all those windows, and perhaps even with the sunroof, suddenly you're one step away from driving a convertible pickup truck. Yeah, because uh, now all of these trucks have, well, other than the GM, actually, have panoramic uh, panoramic roofs. I don't know about GM. I didn't look that up, but... Um, uh, GM does not, still. Really? Their new electric EV Silverado has a panoramic has uh, glass roof or um, transparent roof. Hmm, strange. But uh, Nissan has a panoramic roof, Ram, of course, Ford, and now Toyota. But I, I think Toyota is really, and we kind of mentioned this, is it the Lexus of pickups? Um, mm. We'll have to wait and see because their interior is very nice. This is our next point. But how do we judge this? I mean, this category was just, I think, just for fun because we're calling out very unique features. I don't know how to judge them otherwise. I'll give it up to Ram for one thing because they're not only do they offer an option for a longer bed, but they do have that multifunction tailgate. So they have both things that they and, offer. And actually, if you look at their pricing, they have a big pricing uh, range, mm-hmm. sixty-one grand to eighty-one grand. Yeah. So I think I would give it to Ram here because they just offer choice. Right. Right. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I really do like the multi-pro tailgate that GMC offers, but they don't give you that extra little bit of having a longer, more usable bed. So really. I'm going to give it to them. And actually, Nissan, I'll give a close second to because I love the fact that you can have something set up to, for a gooseneck. That's great. But yeah, it, Ram takes it. Uh, I would agree, especially because choice is king. Because some of the others, like GMC Denali Ultimate or F-150 Limited, you're kind of all in, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of all in. On yeah, I agree. Choice. So let's get to seats because this is one of the most important components of these vehicles. Why? Because that's where you're going to spend most of your time driving them. Yes, exactly. And I wanted to have some fun because they always talk about the materials and different combinations, mm-hmm. wood grains versus leather, right? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Toyota, of course, uh, has a unique interior in the capstone edition. It's nothing like the 1794 as far as materials and also kind of the style of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling it the semi-aniline leather-trimmed accent plush. It's a mouthful, um, and we'll just have to go on pictures and what they say. It looks nice in pictures. It certainly looks nice. So that's going to be kind of the judging factor. Is it the Lexus or not? It's by how well it's done and how tight it is and how comfortable it is, how, you know, just the quality of it. I agree. But we really can't judge that one because we just haven't been in it. But we have been in these other ones to a certain degree. And the next one, the Ford F-150 Limited, gives you the Admiral Blue quilted pattern interior and we've had some experience with that high-end one and it was extremely comfortable yeah and it's also uh, well of course we mentioned laid down seats mm-hmm. are available 
Um, and also they have at least one or two different themes, right? The Admiral Blue is kind of the marine theme, right? Right. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, you're driving your truck to your marina where your yacht is also docked and, you know, you go to your yacht and et cetera, et cetera. Right, exactly. So <laughs> uh, that makes sense. I get it. I, I get uh, what they're trying to do. It might be a little weird, but um, Yes. Yeah. So G- GMC Denali Ultimate, this is their latest uh, interior. Um, they also have a lot of kind of... Um, Topographical elements where they're showing the Denali Park and the have, coordinates. It's etched into the interior and in some components. Yeah. Kind of taking a book from Jeep, actually, who did that early on. Uh, re, they're calling it refined alpine umber mm-hmm. with full grain. Full grain leather. Yes. Full grain what leather. What is umber? What is full grain leather? No. <laughs> I, I, I guess we need to study this more. I mean, so uh, so I guess the trend is also to get away from you know, uh, and going to like more synthetic elements. Or some some companies call it vegan mm-hmm. uh, types of leathers. Uh, but I think um, yeah, this must be very nice. I've sat in one, uh, the new Ultimate. It is plush. It is comfy. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, the next one is on the Ram. And now, this one usually wins me over every time. Ram interiors are phenomenal, especially when you get to the higher-end ones. This is known as the Premium Trim. And on the 10th edition, or 10th anniversary edition, I should say, it's indigo and sea salt. Yes. <laughs> is that the color? Uh, <laughs> with... Um, and is that, is that argent you wrote down here? Yes. Black, black argent... Open pour wood. Wow. Um, okay, so I can that one I can judge uh, only because I've I've been in their other models that have been extraordinarily comfortable. Ram usually wins with seat comfort. Just in, it fits me in general. Least. Yeah. Yeah. But so you know, Ford is I, really I, good. I saw this. So so I saw this new 10th anniversary in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Remember Roman and I went to yep. the Chicago Auto Show in was it July? It was 100 degrees in their convention center. Yes. I it was quite uncomfortable. But I saw this interior on the Ram 10th anniversary. And like you said, they've been the leaders in the quality and kind of fit. Mm-hmm. And the 10th anniversary just takes it another step, I would say. Just not, I wouldn't say fit, but just just the way, the whole holistic approach of it. The, the presentation. The presentation the, the design is top of it, notch. Yeah. And uh, they really are leading. I still think that Ram leads. They may be a little under with power and some other things, but in terms of their interior design, they have been winning awards left and right. We're not the only ones who laud them, and for good reason, because they're doing a really good job. But I am extremely impressed with what I've been seeing with Ford recently. Let's move on to Nissan before we finish yeah, this Yeah, one. Nissan. Platinum Reserve Leather is what they call it. It's mm-hmm. pretty simple because their trim is called Platinum Reserve. But, you know, Nissan, don't they have the uh, zero gravity? Is that, they have is the that zero gravity thing? seats. It's only the front seats, by the way, and it's just a special type of foam. Um, and it's not uh, controlling gravity, actually, <laughs> right, right? It better not be. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I also kind of like the materials and the design of the Nissan. It wasn't very, bad. Very much, except I feel like I'm sitting on top of it. Does that make sense? Like the, 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 some of the other trucks, are the seats are actually a little bit lower, uh, or at least I feel like I can sink down into them. Right. Uh, on the Nissan, you're, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm in the big truck. I'm kind of sitting you're, on top of it. it. Like you're on your tippy toes almost. Yeah, yeah. so it's just kind of a feeling um, mm-hmm. uh, that I get from that. The seats interior. were relatively comfortable in the last few Titans that I've driven, but I do agree with you. And it's, it's a nice-looking interior. The brown uh, offset is, is quite nice. But it, it, it really is not competitive with the one, other ones on this list, Andre. I mean, not even close, to be honest with you. Um, really, it's to me, it's between... Now, I haven't sat inside the GMC Denali. I just saw pictures, and the pictures were gorgeous. And we haven't really sat in the capstone either. You know, I think, to be fair, because we haven't really been with these interiors, I'm not yeah, going to... There's let's no winner. Not, let's not judge not this a, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, even, uh, you know, it, in terms of the ones I have sat in, I would say that uh, the Ram would win. But really, there's only three here. So, yeah, let's hold off on that. Let's go on to uh, one final component on this list before we wrap it up. But we have to wrap it up real soon. And that suspensions. is suspensions. And that does matter because ride matters when you're spending stupid money on a truck. <laughs> exactly. You want to be comfortable. Right. Not just in your seat, but also in your, the way your truck handles. Indeed. So Toyota has an answer for this. Uh, they're calling, they have something called the AVS. 
Mm-hmm. It's not the avalanche, Colorado avalanche. No. It, it's actually adaptive variable suspension, and it's very similar in the function to some of the others on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically what it is, it's, it's not an off-road focused suspension, but it actually is adaptive um, in real time. So the system has valves right in the shocks that actually can make the shock a little bit stiffer or a little bit softer, depending on the condition of the road or maybe your driving mode, uh, etc. But it's not an air suspension? Uh, they also have rear bags. So they do have rear bags. Rear airbags. And the AVS system. And the AVS right. system, which okay. is adaptive variable suspension system. So we, I, personally, I don't have a ton of time with this system. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it and at their debut, mm-hmm. and I think, no, I haven't driven it, okay. actually. So it wouldn't be fair for me to, qu- to comment on how it drives because we haven't had sp- spent time with it. We yet. haven't. Um, uh, let's we, move on. We have spent time with the Ford recently. Quite a bit. Uh, they have something called continuously controlled damping Mm -hmm. um, their ccd suspension system on their premium trucks not just the limited but some others too like the um, king range and we actually so i expected more from the system because i'm you know they also have the raptor with Mm -hmm. adaptive suspension yeah and and uh, that's extraordinary and, and that's really good and you can tell different modes and how it works right this one was not I guess, as either plush or as controllable as I expected. And you're not the only one to say that. Um, I, I'm going to take it on your word because I haven't tried that system yet, but I have played around with the Raptor system, so I know how good it can be. Yeah. And as I said, you're not the only one to say that. So let's move on to what the GMC Denali is going to have, which uh, sounds like it's going to be pretty interesting too. Yeah, continuous damping adaptive ride control is what they call it. And actually... This system came out when the new T1 generation GM trucks came out for GMC. So they were kind of a little bit leading in this luxury space. They've been around for a while, and we've tried this on different vehicles as well, including, I believe, the Yukon has a similar system. Yeah, and this is not their um, magnetic ride, Magna ride, which is their kind of a sports uh, car suspension as well. Um, this is a little bit different. Once again, continuously damping, which means it's adjusts in real time. And this one is actually pretty comfy. Yeah, yeah um, I would agree. Ram Limited, uh, you know, so they have four-corner air suspension. And I I think it's one of the most comfortable. Yeah, it is. Um, as, as long as you're not in the full four-wheel drive modes where you're, you're where it's forcing it. Up, yeah, right? and you're forcing it to, to have no articulation. Otherwise, in terms of its regular drive modes, hell, even its regular coil spring system is, in my mind, one of the best in the business. In fact, Toyota recently moved coil springs in the rear uh, with their Tundra. Yes. But, but in terms of air suspension that's in the Ram, it is one of the best ones out there. Um, I'm going to say that it's to me, it's really between uh, GMC and Ram uh, in terms of suspension. Why do I not mention Nissan? Because Nissan has nothing to offer in that respect. Well, yeah, um, Nissan doesn't have you know height adjustable suspensions, but it's still, I want to comment on the, uh, on Nissan. Very comfortable suspensions, including their Bilstein shocks mm-hmm. on their. T- it's uh, a good Pro setup. Forums. It's a good yeah. compromise, I'll say. Yeah, but it's it, but it's it, not super high tech. It won't compete yeah. with these. Not even close. So. Since we haven't driven the capstone and, you know, we haven't had a lot of time with the Ford system, I'd say let's not judge this one. Okay. But now you guys know what's available. Right, right. And, and once again, you know, my choice of the vehicles that I have driven amongst this in terms of suspension would probably be right between the Ram and the GMC. Both are excellent systems. The Ram might have the edge in comfort. But we'll see how the Toyota performs, and then we'll retest the F-150 in the near future. Yeah, so right now we have one point for Toyota, one point for F-150, uh, two points for the GMC Denali, two points for the Ram, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, zero points technically for the Platinum Reserve Nissan. But it's kind of a tight race. I mean, we are between GMC and Ram. Currently, and also there are two subjects that have not been rated at all. So it's entirely possible that both you know Toyota or uh, Ford could come back. So, so it's to be continued. I to would say. be continued. Um, it, it's not quite a bingo, as you can see. Um, on <laughs> we my didn't list. do Connect Four. Yeah, uh, no, I, I just wasn't quite there. If you can see that, no, can. no bingo. No, no bingo. But we hope you enjoyed the fact we were able to talk about what these vehicles have, how they compare, and. How much money you're going to be spending, which is a ridiculous amount. Well, I hope this also shows that, yes, the prices are in the $80,000 ranges almost right yeah. now for these luxury trucks. But you're also getting 
quite a lot of technology, quite a lot of capability. So yeah, that's where we're going with these. You know, at some point in time, you're going to have Dr. Evil pop out every time you go online to equip one of these luxury vehicles and say, I need $1 million or something like that because these things are just going through the roof. Or, That's my own personal opinion. Or at least 1 million rubles, <laughs> let's say, if you're playing Russian roulette. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, anyway, the point is is that they're, they're, they are ridiculously expensive. We expect to hear that in the comments below. But we're curious about what you guys think. Also, what, you, what do you think about the Toyota Capstone? Do exactly. you think, is it something worthwhile, worth waiting for? Are you excited about it? Will it be a Lexus that has a pickup truck bed? We don't know. We'll see. So more to come. Uh, definitely, hopefully, we'll get within the next couple weeks or three weeks, we'll get to drive a Capstone, I hope, yep. or at least be in it. Um, so stay tuned to more TFL Talking Trucks. We'll catch you on the flip side next week. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.